Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a very special episode of Movie Mondays. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? What's going on, Sigma friends? Uh, welcome to Moonfall Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely not going to catch on. Thank God. Moonfall Mondays or Sigma friends? <laughs> oh, both. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> I would just say that's a general no, just a universal no that you should take to the bank. Um, but Sean, this is this is a big week for the show because I would say at least 12 months out, we made our listeners, our lovely people who tuned in, aware of the greatness that was Moonfall because we seen a trailer and I thought, that looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. But my yeah. God, it captured our hearts. By God, am I instantly in love. <laughs> but after 12 long months, maybe even longer, finally, the biggest movie of 2022 has come out, Sean. This is true. Like, and, and you might say that's a bold claim in mid-February to say, but <laughs> the biggest movie... Of tw- I would say 2020s as a decade has come and the out. whole decade like the there's nothing decade. else other than Avatar 5 and that might that might take it but other than that <laughs> that also might come out we're not <laughs> sure it has to get to 3 and 4 and 2 <laughs> first <laughs> um, but yeah Sean this this I mean this movie um, we, we both seen it oh, and I felt like it was important that we watched it because the Batman is obviously coming out but compared to the Batman like this is Oscar worthy I think the Batman you've told me from the trailers look like a piece of shit compared well, to the this thing, like these comic book movies you know they're just like pop yeah. co- like they're they're, they're what's it amusement park kind of movies yeah. you know there's yeah. no there's no real heart or soul soul artistry none mm. of this exists in any movie apart from moonfall so to find to find the artistry we've come to the one man who knows everything about artistry that is roland emmerich 
Um, what is his name? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Michael Bay of just movies. <laughs> I think the two of them are the same. <laughs> I, do, I don't know who's more egregious, though. Michael Bay or Roland Emmerich, because... Can I... I have a question. Before yeah. we get into Moonfall, and we're just going to drop the facade here for a second. Who's a bigger hack? <laughs> Michael Bay <laughs> or Roland Emmerich? I think it might be Roland Emmerich, honestly. He's because that the same man, movie for He just makes years. the same movie, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, Michael Bay made, like, 18 Transformer movies. But he's also done, like, Pearl Harbor, which is pretty good. The Island. We ever talked about The Island on the show? With you, McGregor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's go. That's definitely going in the hat for the Lazarus Pit review. But like Roland, he's got a he's got the formula down, okay, and he sticks to the formula. You've got regular yeah. people; they solve a worldwide catastrophic thing. There's a family story. There's children come of age. Yeah, there's um, a really shit B plot where the family has a problem yeah, while the world he- is ending. <laughs> And to be honest, this movie, what he's done is he's taken all the little bits from all of his absolute standout films that we all know and love. Um, and he, what he's done is he's just sprinkled them all in here one by one, copy and pasted and thought we wouldn't notice. That's true. But it, and like, if I could sum up the entire theme of Moonfall, it's not Great. about hope or resilience or any of this. The theme of Moonfall is technology bad. <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't know, Sean, if you could just give me, like, one sentence, what's the plot of Moonfall? <laughs> Moonfalls. There we go. No. I know what you're thinking. If this is the first time you've heard of this, you haven't seen the trailer, why are they reviewing this movie? Well, the plot is, the moon, as Sean very eloquently has told us, just decides to fall out of the sky. Yeah, and it's very, very not scientifically accurate. There's actually a very, very good YouTube channel for anyone who doesn't already watch it. It's called Kurzgast, and they break down really f- weird scientific, like, what if we dropped a nuclear bomb in the ocean? They just do this, and they did an episode of, what if the moon fell? <laughs> And our big thing with this movie, from the very first moment we seen one second of footage, was just a simple question. How, on on any sort of earth, do we win in a fight when the moon falls? I, not to spoil anything, right? But there is a bit in this movie where the moon grazes the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> there's, there's several moments where it sneaks up on people there's a beautiful scene where the moon comes over the horizon <laughs> like Jaws like it's like ridiculous it, it properly sneaks up and I'm like how did the moon sneak up on you it's the moon it's the like oh it's ridiculous Um, and the whole thing basically is also like yeah you know conspiracy theorists should have fucking listened to him, shouldn't you? Uh, okay, look, we're going to have to get into this movie because I feel like this, we normally do like 90 minute reviews. But yeah. I don't know if this deserves 90 minutes. So I'm going to try it. No. We're going to try and barrel through this because there's so much dumb stuff. There's so much shit on. that doesn't need to be in this movie. Like, no. Um, but most, look, it's important to remember this is the best movie of all time. I think everyone needs to know that. Roland is a, is a savior to cinema. And this he is came the movie that got week. us into. This is why we joined film school, Connor. Is is 
to talk about this movie. <laughs> I like how Roland came out last week and was like, ah, comic book movies are ruined cinema. <laughs> like, if Scorsese says it, you're like, ah, look, Scorsese, he has a bit he of money in the stuff, bank. Yeah. Like, Roland is saying it, I'm like, oh, okay, Roland, <laughs> chill out, man. <laughs> Wind your neck in, Roland, come on. <laughs> yeah. um, so we start off, we have the intro, it's obviously a lot of um, the moon landing, and we yep. hear all the radio, and then you're like, okay, this is 19, it's, it's the 1960s, simpler time. They didn't know what was up there, Sean. But then we cut to 2011, and we have our hero, Patrick Wilson. Um, yeah. All American. He's all American. I think he's getting better with age, though. He's, he's absolutely bit like a brick oh. shithouse in this. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, Patrick, this is a great movie for, like, Patrick Wilson's self-esteem, I would say. Like, he's... <laughs> Looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like he's giving it a lot more than it deserves. Um, he, he, nobody could save this. No one could save it. Like, this is a really good cast. <laughs> so, but it's a shit film. <laughs> so how did they get them? Donald Sutherland's in this movie for, like, one scene, and then they just wheel him off, and he's never seen again. No, like, Halle Berry is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, and unnamed turd astronaut are up there. Um, and they're all hanging out. They're all having a bit of, you know, bonding session, as yeah. you do. It's getting us to like the characters. And they're fixing something in space. And suddenly, the moon, just kind of a volcano erupts on the moon. Um, yeah. And lots of things that look like nanobots come out of the moon. That's a bit weird, John. Um, it's very strange. It's not what's usually pictured as being inside the moon. And all the nanobots attack the spaceship. And unnamed astronaut dies. And I was fucking devastated by that. I Unnamed astronaut, no, I said. But, he floats off into space. Patrick Wilson can't save him. Uh, no, no and he's, he he's devastated as well. And then comes go dark. Cameras mm. shut off. It's all gone. And then, and the movie wants us to believe this... Patrick Wilson pilots a space shuttle back down to Earth with no electricity. Yeah, because he's the greatest man to ever live. Because he's because he 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 fixes cars. Is what he does. He now, knows how now, to look, get under the, the hood. We've all heard the story of Sully. Tom Hanks even did a movie with him. He got yeah. a movie based off him because he landed a plane and like in the Hudson. In the Hudson, and it was all it was heroic. This guy has gone another step. He's gone ten times bigger. He's, He's landed a spaceship <laughs> from space. And he landed it back on the airport runway as well. <laughs> there's a clip of that. Yeah, there's a clip where he just fucking cool as a breeze. Coasts back in to Houston onto Wheels the airstrip. Down. He's just Wheels ready to go. <laughs> like, put him in the ocean like, and just give us that little bit of believability. I love the idea that like he lands perfectly and the boys are out with the lights just like putting him into the slot. He he like he gets onto the ground, slows down, throws her into reverse, parallels it back into the Oh he throws the hand back over the seat behind him, <laughs> looking out the back window. He's smoking one the whole time. <laughs> one hand is just wheeling it. Um, so he lands this fucking spaceship after they get attacked, and you're like, oh this is weird, right? So he lands yeah. back down and Halle Berry's there. She's been knocked out. He's like, I'm going to save the two of us. Um, and so what happens then next is 18 months later we cut to. And 
we find out that the US government have accused him of killing the unnamed astronaut and he is to blame for what happened. Now, in what world would a man do the greatest feat anyone has ever done ever in any sort of flying device? Mm. Land a fucking spaceship perfectly on the runway and then they'd go, you fucking murderer, you killed the astronaut, you this disgrace. Is, this is the thing, they release footage of his deposition and he's just being like, no, it was a robot alien thing attacked us and killed everyone and he flew, he flew off. And then he goes to Halle Berry for like confirmation, being like, yeah. come on, you you were there. It's like, I, I was asleep. I was knocked out. I didn't know what but I saw. Even, but even then... Do you not think they'd give him the benefit of the doubt due to the fact that they'd also both be dead if he wasn't the greatest man? That's true, but it's a big cover-up, Connor, because Mm. they've known about this. Since they went up to the moon, they've known there was something wrong with the moon. Fucking bastards. Um, And so... (laughs) What are they not telling us, Sean? And so... We didn't cut... Yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it just feeds conspiracy theorists, this whole movie. Well, John Bradley comes in then. Oh, he does. This is is a decade later, so this Patrick Wilson is disgraced. um, And he's kicked out of NASA for landing the spaceship with no power. (laughs) Sorry, there's a scene, sorry, where Patrick Wilson's young son at the time of the deposition is watching the deposition on, like, uh, a TV or a laptop or something or a computer. And then... His mother comes in and is like, are you really watching that again? Like, this kid just watches his father get, like, yeah. torn down by NASA. He's mad at the dispositions. He loves He's it. About- <laughs> He's constantly trying to get this listeners, just reading fucking case notes. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, he, it turns decades later. We turn to John Bradley. He's a bit of a conspiracy nut. Um, mm. And he's oh he's got some fantastic lights. I think the greatest um, the greatest light ever uttered in cinema uh, is I mean what would Elon do? I knew it would uh, be that have. one. I knew that's the line um, you would pick out, Connor. <laughs> and uh, now look, I don't know where everyone stands on Elon Musk, but I feel like I we might prick. not. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm on the same boat. But (laughs) that's why when this happened, I just had like a confused look of, even if you liked Elon Musk, that line's weird. Yeah, even as a fan of Elon, like no one says that. No one, well, maybe people do worship him to that extent, but it's, I don't know who that joke's for because I feel like people like us, generally I would say, do not care for Elon Musk. And then, hmm. like, an older generation watching this movie might not know quite what that means. Yeah. Um, also the better the joke is called... Go on. Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin is the name of the cat. And that, that right. I, got, I was on board with the cat and, yet. I was like, Fuzz, I'm with you. And he's always pissing everywhere. Surely that'll <laughs> never play into things later. <laughs> and then, uh, so we follow uh, John Bradley. This is Samuel... Charity, <laughs> but he's also called KC in this, um, and KC he then goes to uh, I think it's a talk for kids, and Patrick Wilson's meant to be doing it, but he's late, and yeah. KC finds out that the moon, Sean, you're not going to believe this, oh, it's, it's not in place. <laughs> yes, John Bradley, KC in this is a mega structurist. 
which is a crowd of people who believe that the moon was constructed and that the and he's been breaking into a university and conversing with like this Spanish observatory to use their telescope and he has learned through his data that the the mass of the moon has changed and mm. so it's coming closer and closer to earth now and now um, he's like I need to tell people but he he can't get through to NASA so, so he decides to say it to some 10-year-olds on a school he, trip and they're all real mean which to be honest with you if you came in to any school and everyone's 10 and you're like yeah the moon is made up they're like yeah piss off <laughs> yeah you're you're a dickhead come on stop it now <laughs> and so he then he realizes Brian Harper who's Patrick Wilson's character um, he's like giving this talk to the kids so he's like yeah I'm gonna show up I'm gonna try and talk to him because he must know NASA he'll get yeah. the word to them um, Patrick Wilson's like lad but- NASA fucking hate me after I successfully landed that spaceship that cost tre- 7 trillion dollars for them successfully on the runway perfectly worst, no power worst thing I ever did boy worst, worst- I'm a bastard they hate me up there in NASA <laughs> you know I hate myself uh, <laughs> but like surely he'd know that he's not on good terms with NASA is the thing like that was very well publicised as his son can attest to well that's true but he's also very strongly believes the mood is hollow and he's mm. just like, mate, you have to notice. And everyone's like, you're crazy. You'll never know. But then we come back to NASA, and they have data that says the moon is falling, Sean. It's oh fucking falling. What are we, some kind of moon fall? That's what he says. That's what he says. <laughs> Halle Berry's like, God damn it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then his son gets arrested. Um, yeah. I, I love the fact For- that, by the way, I'm going through the seeds. I can see on your face, you only watched this movie. <laughs> like the other day. day. Yeah. <laughs> and you've already, your brain has wiped out everything. But his son gets arrested because we have to have the family thing. Son's a bit of yeah. a rough dude. Um, been arrested for speeding. As a, like he was yeah. in a car chase uh, and with the cops. And Patrick Wilson, he's, he's in the courtroom shouting at the judge because that normally works to get your son off. Yeah, yeah. If you just try and just chat to the, like, talk the judge down as a member of the court, he's just sitting in one of the pews, like, ah, let him off now, judge. Ah, he's a good lad. Ah, judge. Come on, judge. Now. Come on now. Ah, come on now. And the judge's like, ah, fair enough. Ah, he said, come on grand. now. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, John Bradley and him, they they get word from NASA that. Yeah. The moon has shifted slightly. Now, they're not too worried. They're going to send up a spaceship to see what it's all about. But they're just they're just letting the public know the moon has shifted slightly. Uh, secretly, they think that there's three weeks left before the whole world is destroyed. Yes, and can I also say that video I was talking about earlier, where they say how much damage the moon would do, That they set that over the course of a year. Mm. And by, like, month one, we were already fucked. So. Oh, yeah. If it's over three weeks, by the time that rocket takes off, there's no hope for life on Earth, like. No, no. I I mean, we came down very strongly on if the moon even moved a fucking inch, we're dead. So yeah. it's poor. It's, it's tough to stomach the idea that three weeks, and it goes the whole three weeks, Sean. We, we cover, oh, yeah. the, it goes to like the end two weeks, six days. I, no, but it hits the mountains. <laughs> the, it, it hits the Rocky Mountains. And like, At that you, point, like you're, it, there's no you're coming fucked. back. <laughs> no, there's no fixing this. 
humanity cannot recover from this. <laughs> and not to skip ahead, but the army guy with the nuke, he's like, no, nah, my ex-wife will save us all. I'm like, lad, the, the moon is here. Like, it, I don't give a fuck if she's Jesus Christ himself. She's not turning around that moon and sending it back. That, yeah. Like, but, oh, but, 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 like, this movie has a weird, like, get-out clause because, like... The moon is a mega structure, so it doesn't work how we think it works. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So still bullshit. Still bullshit. Um, so uh, the, earth, the earth is starting to devolve once they yeah. find out. Um, looting. Riots. Looting. Um, great crack wh- with the lads. Great crack with the boys. Down the field. Having a few. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Patrick Wilson's like, maybe that John Bradley guy, maybe he's not so crazy after all. I better go find those papers he kind of threw at me um, the last time. Yeah. So he goes out and he's just in a bin looking just for the papers. The bin. And then the security guard comes along and just picks the papers up like from the floor. That, that's very, that's really easy. He just comes yeah. in and goes, hey, you're looking for these? And boom, <laughs> you're looking for this? Boom, here's all the answers. Enjoy. <laughs> Move to the next plot point. Here you go. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they find the papers. And Patrick Wilson's like, very interesting. We're all going to die. Um, but he's like, let's have a chat first. And so he's trying to learn everything that, you know, John Bradley knows. He's like, yeah. what What can you tell me? How do we stop this? We're only two men, but I might have an aid with NASA for some reason, even though I'm a bastard. Because what happens is, is the NASA send up this ship to do kind of research, see what's going on with the moon. The moon then detects the electronics on the ship and comes and kills all the astronauts. Oh, so properly kills them as well. Oh, really badly kills them. Like, they're dead. And so. <laughs> like, they're really injured dead. And so, NASA are now in this weird quandary where they need someone who's able to pilot a space shuttle without any electronics being activated. Does anyone know a bastard that could do that? <laughs> Just an absolute dog of a man who we can put up there. <laughs> um, also, the NASA boss quits. Once the whole world starts going bad and all the flooding begins, NASA boss yeah. is like, I'm out of here. Um, and then he's like, Halle Berry, you're the new king of NASA. You're on your own, kid. No um, take backs. <laughs> no no takey backies. Um, and so she becomes the boss of NASA, just true to the fact that she's just there when he's like, nah, I knew this was happening, but we never told anyone. It's all a big conspiracy. Okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, so when they went up in 1969 to the moon landing, they lost contact with Earth for two minutes. And that's when this weird uh, robot monster thing uh, made contact. So they've known the whole time and have done absolutely nothing. Um, Did you like, by the way, the dumbest scene, I think, well, actually. Wow, really? No, (laughs) maybe not. But one of the dumbest scenes is the whole world is begun to be flooded, flooded by the moon. So the moon has moved. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I mean, we should all be dead, logically, but we have those big, that Roland Emmerich loves, those big disaster scenes where it's a citywide shot and all the water is coming flying oh, through the city. And it's, oh, destruction abound. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, and we cut to Patrick Wilson. Um, sorry, what's it, What's his name? Bride? Bride? Brian Harper. 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 So, yes. Brian Harper and Casey, played by John Bradley, uh, they're obviously discussing, like, how are we going to stop this? 
and they're in a hotel and then they decide now it's really important to remember here Sean the city is being flooded by a monsoon and tornadoes and just general tidal waves yeah the moon controls the tides and it's now closer so the tides are bigger yeah, and like a tsunami. It's it's a tsunami is happening in the city now. They, of course, everyone knows when a tsunami hits, the rhyme says you have to have a nap. So Patrick Wilson and John Bradley they go to bed because they're going to sleep it off, and yeah, it's like well, we'll wake room, up, <laughs> and they're wake like, up tomorrow to this mess. And they're like, and also John Bradley is in like waist deep water and screams <laughs> that he can't swim. And like, then he gets up from the waist deep water, goes upstairs. Ah, time for a lovely nappy nap. <laughs> puts on a little complimentary robe and is just like, okay, let's have a little sleep. And then who comes knocking but NASA, Connor? NASA are like, we need you, Brian. You are the man to save us. You're an absolute bastard and we need you. Um, I, I loved it. I'd love if everyone in this movie just called him a bastard every time he's on screen. Because how like, dare you, he? How dare he land that spaceship just from space with no power? <laughs> These skills will never be transferable to any situation. <laughs> oh, no. Why did we tell him that? Um, so they bring him to NASA and they have the big moment where he's, Halle Berry walks in. And he's like, oh, I'm not dealing with you. You're the yeah. reason why everyone thinks I'm a bastard. And Halle Berry's like, we need you, right? Yeah, the you moon, can save the moon. The moon is alive. And we're going to send a spaceship up there to not blow it up, but what are they doing to the moon? I don't know what the... Well, they, they, it's, they're going to set off an EMP in the middle of the moon because yeah. it's, an, uh, like it's a, some kind of AI machine thing that if they turn it off, they're pretty sure it'll be fine. But also, won't the mass of the moon still be affected? And won't the mass of the moon still draw it down to Earth? And won't Would all you the shut up? It's <laughs> like Roland's Roland's son, who is four. Like, yeah, but Dad, what about the moon? Would that not shut up? Right, we're making the fucking movie. Right, they're going to blow hollow, up the moon. That's just <laughs> a gonna, shell, da. They're going to blow it up, and they're going to put it back to where it was. That's obviously the logical next po- plot point we have to get to. And, yes, so then they, they take a, a shuttle from a museum uh, and it's got, it's got fuck the moon spray painted on it. Oh, sorry. No, my favourite bit before that was um, the moon was obviously built by aliens. They of course. Just willy-nilly, just throw it out there. Moon's built by aliens. You're either in or you're out, right? At this point, the plot is moving without you. Um, <laughs> but then uh, Patrick Wilson, Brian, who is meant to be the greatest man ever, he has been fucked over by NASA, to be fair to him. But yeah. they have said, either you do this trip or the whole world is dead in two weeks. That is... That is the options. That is the offer that we have for you. And he, for a moment, considers, and he says to Nine, I got a lot of my own problems, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, Brian, you won't have any problems in two weeks if you don't go on the fucking spaceship. I'll be honest, by this point, it's all worthless anyway, because the moon (laughs) would definitely kill us all right now. If you can't pay your rent, it doesn't matter at this stage, Brian, unless you save us all. 
the moon is going to kill everyone. Yeah, and then he, but he agrees as long as you get my son out of jail. Yeah, you got to get my son out. Um, and NASA do not have that poll by any way, but they get the son out. Um, and you also have the bit of they give him the bomb, so they give him the EMP, and what made me burst out laughing was it's so bad. They give him the fucking bomb controls, and yeah. it's just literally like a toy, like a children's toy, because it's really big. It's like one of those big telephones you get for people who like are visually impaired, like yes. massive telephones that I think my my granny used to have back in the day. And like, there's like two digits. buttons on this, yo. Yeah. And one just says armed, and one says fire. And your man goes, do you want me to talk you through how to work it? And I was like, no, I think he'll be okay. I'm fairly sure he could figure it out on the spot if needs be. <laughs> so then we move on to our next scene, okay? And they have to go get an engine. As you said, they go find the old spaceship because there's no new spaceships because nobody has time to build any spaceships. It's, because it's actually a fucked up thing about real life. We stop making space shuttles. It's just not something we do anymore. Well, What's I mean, that's, how are we to know the moon would fall? Um, I, I it love was the foretold. He landed the fucking spaceship and they're like, no, he's ruined fucking spaceships now, right? He's after no one else. Them. No one else gets one of these because of him. <laughs> the bastard. That How bastard. dare he do the greatest feat in human history? <laughs> <laughs> You're the most um, impressive thing any astronaut's ever done. <laughs> and so then all the they're they're building the spaceship, and they're halfway through building it, um, and they realize, fuck, we don't have an engine. We don't have a second engine. Um, we only have one. And it's not you, enough, Sean. This, yeah, the, what, no, what happens is there's an earthquake because the moon is falling. Uh, oh, is it? And Go on. It is. And that damages yeah, yeah. one of the engines. So they only have one engine left to take off with. And so they just they just call it quits right then and there. And they announce, I mean, let's go home. Not even a hesitation. Not no. even a moment of what can we do. It's like Halle Berry stops. She looks around and she's just like, anyone around here have a spare engine on them for a spaceship? And everyone's like, like no. And she's like, ah, fuck, we all go home. Just go around like, sorry, guys, we're just doing a bit of a ring around the office here. Uh, anyone uh, doors. <laughs> We're we're trying to launch. Look, we're it's a small thing. We're trying to launch a special <laughs> in need of an engine. Would you yeah. have one? No, no, no bother at all. No, no hassle. You're busy on a phone call. No hassle at all. Why? Tell your loved ones you love them because the world's ended. That's no right. hassle at all. I'll go back. In a, I'll come back in an hour. I'll come back. Keep a listen. I'll make an announcement. Yeah, go home, lads. It's fucked. Yeah, we're all <laughs> yeah. dead. All your loved ones are dead, and you failed. But, but then they find out, Sean, because you know KC. He does a bit of research. And yeah. he's like, but wait, if the moon is directly above us, then through sheer force of scientific energy and just general scientific terms, if we get far enough into the atmosphere, the moon's gravitational pull will bring us the rest of the way. That's that's ridiculous, though. Uh, it's also something that the, the video that I watched in preparation disputed, because even if the moon was like you know, five-sixths closer than it is right now, Earth's gravity still outweighs that. So it's not going to affect things. Would you ever shut up? Just I don't mean to bring seconds. science into this, Roland. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, but you Roland hired me. Roland has tried his hardest here. To, <laughs> you to hired me this work. 
on exposure to just talk you through the science of things. He had like a science guy on set. Yeah. <laughs> and like he lasted a day and he's like, leave. Get Don't out. ever come back. <laughs> Do you know how Michael Bay always has someone on set that he just fires on the first day? Yeah. Roland has that, but it's the science guy, so everyone knows what terms they're on. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, this right, is well, Professor we're... Brian Cox. He's going to be helping us with the rest of the shoot. <laughs> Fuck off, Brian. Do we have the dungeon ready? <laughs> Throw him in there. <laughs> they torture him. They torture him on set. <laughs> Where's your science now? <laughs> Pythagoras, tear him your way out of this. Give him his fucking toenails. <laughs> Oh man. So look, they have a spaceship with one engine. They have mm. a moon with gravitational pull. They've got dreams, Sean. They've got big dreams. And they've um, got five people left on the entire NASA airbase. Everybody home except for Charlie Plummer and Kelly Yu, who plays the sun and yeah. the nanny. Yes, the exchange uh, student lady. Can I just say, by the way, um, Kelly Hughes' performance in this movie, uh, Mm. I'm I'm sure she's a lovely woman, um, but this is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. By God. (laughs) Harsh words from a harsh man. There's a fucking moon falling, and every time she reacts to something, it's, oh no, (laughs) the moon. (laughs) She's in shock. There's a scene right after this where the small child, Halle Berry's child, is mm. like the gravitational pull drags him into the fucking air so he's horizontal, like being sucked into the moon, right? And yeah. there's a head, they cut to her close up, and her close up reaction is like she's dropped maybe a maybe a can of soup, and she's just like, ah, it's grand, like it won't be, it won't be that bad, I'll just pick it back up. Because she's like, ah, no, come back. <laughs> Come back. No, don't fly away. Stop that now. Stop being depressed. <laughs> I was like, surely there was a better take. Oh, Kelly. Maybe they, maybe she was very busy and she, she only had time for one moon falling. No, here's the thing. Do you know what I think happened? is because there's so much green screen in this movie and it all looks so shit. They were clearly just on a set with like green screen everywhere. They were just like, and now he's flying away. Uh, the child you're minding is flying and she couldn't visualise it. Because how can you act that? That's true. Yeah, maybe. And if she's not like, I don't know what like how much stuff she's been in. But if this is her first major green screen nightmare of a movie, yeah, it might be tough to to kind of work around that. So uh, yeah, they they've only got five people left on the whole on the whole working site. Um, they said, as I said, Charlie Plummer, who's um, uh, I keep Brian's son I keep forgetting his fucking name uh, Brian's son and he's like right you take Halle Berry's kid and you take the nanny Kelly you and you get out of here right get to safety um, yeah get to way, the military bunker that the kid's father is in but it's like a hundred miles away and the fucking mood has fallen so I mean you don't have much hope but we're going to send nope. you in the car anywhere for the crack just um, drive be grand. <laughs> Just drive. Straight Here's a gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so then that leaves three of them. And they've only got Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley. And they're like... And they have what? the two lads in the control room as well. Um, oh, yes. Who just hang back and die. <laughs> like, yeah, they... Um, look, they... they <laughs> did you like their little gravitational jumps <laughs> to the spaceship? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. It's such a small scene, but they're like jumping like there's no gravity. Because of it's course really the moon goofy. is falling. But the, yeah, but then the gravity never affects anyone's movement really for the rest of the. It's just that one scene. I just think just they that just one had time. the gravity. They had gravity boots for one day, and they're like, "Who do we give it to? Ah, we'll give it to the two lads. They've had a tough old shoot. <laughs> Let them hop around for a bit." <laughs> So Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson are like, right, fuck it. We're going to launch our own spaceship ourselves in the ship. And we're also going to get you, John Bradley, to join us. And then he says, I have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And everyone had a laugh. Oh, I, I literally couldn't see the whole scene. I was crying laughing. Oh, um, t- t- true tears in my eyes. I, I sympathised with John Bradley. Then he says, oh, I have anxiety. I have, I have all this. And then eventually they're like, do you want to go to space? And he's like, yeah, cool. Um, and he just gets over all of that immediately. Then they're in the spaceship. And I really cannot stress enough how I would say how little an astronaut would probably have to do on the initial launch. Because do you ever see any movie or any TV show about launching a spaceship? Who are the people that launched the spaceship? Oh, I would say the lads in control of the mission. Perhaps mission control? <laughs> in like a room with computers. Yeah. With 80 of them all working on launching this <laughs> spaceship. It cuts back to the three of them. Remember, nobody else in the whole fucking, like within 100 miles of them. Yeah. A tidal wave coming as well, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry, the tidal wave is coming. So they're like, we need to get out of here quickly. And so... They look to Patrick Wilson, world's worst but also greatest driver. And Brian Harper. He, Brian Harper. And he looks at him and he says, right, so he sticks it into drive, sticks it into first. Yeah. He gets the cr- clutch, he's balancing it right, and then he <laughs> takes down the handbrake and he sets off. Because they're doing the call like T minus 10, 9, and he goes, ah, screw it, and yeah. just punches the engine. Yeah, he and punch, like, punches the engine. Of course, that's how spaceships work. Like two things, like he might as well have just like pulled down a sun visor and the keys fell into his lap, or like he he just like goes under the dash and starts hot wiring the rocket. <laughs> like that's the same level of bullshit that that scene is. <laughs> in my head, there is a clutch and an accelerator underneath him. In He's this finding the bike. <laughs> he cuts out. The tidal <laughs> wave is coming. Oh fuck! It's <laughs> to turn off the cat fucking spaceship. Turn it back on again. <laughs> turn on the hazard lights. There we go. Safe driving, Just lads. Warn the lads behind us. Um, <laughs> he's, he's turn signaling out the window. <laughs> he's doing the arm out, rotating <laughs> in circles. <laughs> go around. Go around. Um, so tidal wave is coming. Now this tidal wave is the size of the biggest skyscraper you've ever seen. Um, but luckily. Patrick Wilson, he's decided, as I said, he sets a rocket ship into drive, sets off. Um, mm. Doesn't need anyone else, just needs the three of them. And so they get hit by the water uh, in midair and they get basically overwhelmed by the tidal wave. But of course, <clears throat> he is very good. He put on new tyres before they started. And so like he's got water-resistant tyres now. So Genius. the water eventually falls away and the spaceship continues into space. Yeah, and then for a second you think they're not going to make it because they don't have enough fuel. But then mm. the moon's gravity helps them again, Connor. And well, it yeah. drags them towards the moon. Drags <laughs> them towards the moon. And so they get sent to the moon. And while this is happening, uh, Charlie Plummer was with the kid. Uh, this is his yeah. son, um, and he's driving along, and they get they get mugged 
by uh, a bunch of hillbillies, I would say. Um, just the most yeah. cliche people you've ever seen in anywhere. Because one of them even says, what are you doing, college boy? And then he hits him in the stomach. That was pretty good. Classic um, Roland Emmerich line right there. And then he, uh, they take the little boy's backpack for no reason. Um, well, that backpack has the radio in it to get them into the bunker uh, uh, yes. that the dad is in. Yeah. But the lads don't know that, though. No, they just take this kid's backpack for no reason. <laughs> and they also take the car, even though they have their own car. Um, yeah. Just seems entirely pointless. Um, and then you have the son. He goes back to uh, Michael Pina, <laughs> who's his stepdad. And they suddenly just find his own house. Just there. Yeah. And like they speed run like the reconciliation with... The stepdad being like, I don't hate you, you're a nice guy, and I just want to be there for you, and all this kind of shit. But also, that's not their house. That's not their house. They they went to Aspen to higher ground to escape the floods that would have been in California. That's not their house. (laughs) He doesn't know where that is. But can I just... Can I just say also, if you think we're jumping around, this is literally what the movie does. Spaceship, oh, we have not missed a beat. Spaceship, friends. where three people are going to the fucking moon, because it's falling to Earth, and then we cut back, and it's just a lad going into his holiday home. Yeah, his little shack in the woods that he shares with his parents. Like, And uh, they're all like, Jeez, isn't it terrible that moon has fallen? But I'm like... Go back to the lads trying to stop the moon falling. That's the more interesting story. Like, and so they... Then it goes back to the spaceship and they're using, like, 18th century navigational devices to get around space at this point. Um, and John Bradley says as much, being like, isn't this amazing? Who needs technology? Because all of the power's out. And then yeah. Brian is hot wire in the shuttle to, yeah, like, he's... fire it off in different directions. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a fucking genius. Um, and so he, he's hot-wired, and then he also has a Game Boy Color. He's like, I've, I only have a certain amount of battery, though, because like, it's not plugged <laughs> in. I don't want to fucking waste it. Um, but then oh, the, that's a very um, good point that you've raised, Connor, is that John the Bradley... The, the torches... John Bradley has brought his phone on board oh, and what? is taking pictures the whole time. To and show to who, John? Who are you showing them to? Everyone's dead, surely. <laughs> Everyone you know and love is dead. All presumably. of your friends and family. Yeah. Like, the, the odds are they're dead. Like, some people will survive, <laughs> like, but they will be rich and famous. It's not even like Thanos levels of odds. Like, you get no. half people survive. This is like, the moon's fall, everybody's dead. <laughs> there's, no, there's nobody left. Unless you have a bunker, like, miles underground, and then you die in the bunker 20 years later. <laughs> That's all is going to happen, John Bradley. <laughs> Get your shit together. And so the, the nanobot monster uh, comes from the moon. That's the sentence yeah. I just said. And yeah, it The nanobots start attacking because it senses John Bradley's phone. And yeah. um, it's attacking, and, and you know, uh, Patrick Wilson saves everyone by, like, lasering his way, EMP in his way in in through the nanobots and they drop into the big hole that the nanobots came from and it turns out the moon is fucking hollow Sean it's Um, hollow if only a megastructurist had called this years before built by aliens has fields 
has its own life force, has yeah. its own world inside that, it. But it, 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 the lore of this is fucked because the conceit of this movie is that the moon was built by like the progenitors to humanity, like this ancient race of humans who were super technologically advanced, so advanced that they made AI. And then the AI turned on them and decided to kill everyone. But the moon is like an ark and it contains the genetic code of all humanity. So the humanity will always survive. <laughs> but it's also a farm so you can grow crops and food. But it's also a weird cyber maze thing that yeah. they have to get around. Can I just say though, like you yeah. know the end of Interstellar when he goes like 5D? Right? Yeah. And, like, you have, like, Interstellar, uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan, it's probably more of a, a deeper film. Obviously, like, it's got a bit of Christopher Nolan, he's going to go, he's going to pretend it's way more serious than it is. But, yeah, yeah. I, w- I will say that it probably earns that ending a little bit more, because it's a bit batshit. This movie is absolutely, does not deserve the big reveal <laughs> that it gets. No. And, like, it's a weird, like, it's like it's trying to be, like, Interstellar and also a bit like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like, these space films that, as you say, really earned the batshit ending. But this just decides, no, I'm just going to have it anyway. Like, it wants to do Independence Day and the day, uh, 2012 and all that stuff, but it also wants to do Interstellar. Yeah, At you can't have time. both, Roland. You cannot have you, both. You either have the team go up there and they destroy, or they they put the mood off course and save everyone at the last minute, um, or you have the aliens in from the start. Do you know what this ending is? It's Armageddon. Oh, oh, absolutely, it's Armageddon. Yeah, you send exactly the team. Exactly the same as Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, you send the team up, and then someone, someone's got to stay behind, Connor. Also, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Brian Harper just has a conversation with, like, the progenitors of humanity. Just has a mm. chat with him while he's in there. <laughs> They're, they've harnessed, I've, I've written some lines down. Oh, they good. harnessed the building blocks of the universe. Of course they did. Yeah. What does um, that mean, Connor? Can you explain that to me as if I don't know I'll anything? Be- Think of somebody who's drank a lot of whiskey and then sat mm-hmm. down to write a weird fuck. Like, you know those scripts that they give to computers to be like, I've given them a hundred hours of alien movies, now write a deep script? Yeah. This is that. I think you're right, yeah. Because Also, the building blocks of the universe, those are just elements, which are, like, that's what we have access to. I will say the other one good joke in the fucking movie, right? Is right. Brian. So Halle Berry, they lose Brian in the moon. That's the sentence I've said. Okay, Brian <laughs> disappears. Halle Berry and John Bradley are there, right? And they like wake up, and Halle Berry's like shouts Brian. And then she shouts Brian again, and there's no response. And then John Bradley's character shouts Brian Harper. And then she turns around and says, yeah, like there's another Brian in the movie. <laughs> That's, and yeah. <laughs> that was the one time I was like, this movie doesn't deserve any like, but my God, that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Fair enough. But surely I, I'd imagine I'd wager that was improvised by the two actors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but also, by the way, all of this is happening. 
Uh, we have found out there's aliens. We have found yeah. out the moon is like a mega structure. We have found out that since the dawn of time, there's been, as you said, arcs. You, they've been around for centuries. Technology has been built Huge up Huge reveals. There. We didn't even know. We cut back to the earth and oh. there's a Lexus car chase. <laughs> What's happening in Aspen is what I cried out of the screen. <laughs> oh, man. And we have... Possibly the stupidest car chase. It's right up there with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in terms of car yeah. chases. Um, even that, even that's campy and dumb. But this yeah. is just like it's the it's the same lads from earlier that they're car chasing, right? For some reason, they've turned back up, and yeah. they're like, "We really want that car or whatever those gas canisters you have." It's oxygen because um, the- they want that oxygen. But I think, oh cool, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ozone layer is being pulled away. The atmosphere is being ripped away from the earth. And the air is thin now. And Mike Avina is out there with his kid. And he's just like, go on without me. And he gives her the oxygen mask. And literally, the next scene, the kid turns up to her mother. And then the mother takes off her mask and is like, oh, the oxygen's back. Yeah, they just needed they just needed to kill off the stepdad is the issue here. <laughs> they, they kill him and in sixty seconds later he dies from like I can't breathe, there's no oxygen, the ozone yeah. layer. And then the mother's like, Oh jeez, that the oxygen's after coming back now. God, no, it's fine. like that scene in Prometheus where they just take off their helmets on the alien yes. world and it's like, Oh we can breathe. Great This, this is Prometheus as well. This is interstellar mixed with Independence Day mixed with Prometheus. And, like, on paper, that sounds class. But, but like, it's also trying to be all three at once. And it's then, re- it's like a really bad version of each one individually, yeah. which together makes it the worst thing. Yeah, it's all the worst parts from all of those movies. So, yeah, the, also the car chase has one of, some of the worst green screen you will ever see in your whole fucking life. Yeah, um, I'll be honest, I was, I was, uh... Losing interest at that bit, yeah, yeah I was a bit checked <laughs> out. Because I had just found out that, that God existed, Connor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God existed and aliens exist and it's all in a hollow moon and they're like, care about this car chase in a world that's about to die. <laughs> yeah, here's all these people who by all accounts don't matter. Uh, let's focus on them for 15 odd minutes and the moon keeps sneaking up on them somehow it just keeps coming up above the horizon you're just fucking hell where'd that moon come from Um, this is the scene where it hits the the Rocky Mountains by the way like right Uh, near our protagonists Sean uh, we've talked about this before what is the budget for this movie Uh, isn't it like 140 million it's 146 million dollars. 146 million dollars. Um, yeah. What yeah. has it made? I, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to look it up. But I at have, last count, as of today, was, okay. At last I heard, it was seven hundred thousand dollars. That was opening uh, night, so it's been out for night. I think like a, two okay. weeks now. Eight million, I want to say. It's made twenty-one million dollars. Okay, okay. So a seventh. Of the total budget has been made so, after two so weeks. You spend $146 million on a movie that looks like fucking dog shit. Yeah. Um, and you make but not just that. Back. You got to double it, Connor, because uh, you got to do marketing and things like that as well. So, yeah, so easy three, 300 mil. 300 mil. A cool 300 mil. Yeah. Uh, and you're making some of that back. <laughs> like, you've only lost 280 at that stage. And all your self-respect. As a filmmaker, oh, Roland lost that. 
Roland lost that many years oh, What that studio Is giving Roland 150 million dollars It doesn't make any fucking sense No I don't Like I, I Yeah Unless he, he just must be unreal At elevator pitches At just like Selling things to people And just shaking He hands. has photos of somebody I don't know who But he's got <laughs> photos of somebody If we're honest with ourselves Because this man is getting 150 million To produce shit Just pure shit do you think, or or maybe he's like, it's his company, and they like, they just get so much residuals from Independence Day. But how do they even get Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pena, Donald Sutherland in this movie, and John Bradley as well? To like, and John like, Bradley to be fair as well. Like, how do you get those people with a script like this? I don't know. It must be a tax write-off or something. <laughs> he's got photos of all of them. That's my only suggestion. He's got dirt on every actor he ever works with. Every single one. Um, so then, um, what happens is you have you come back to the moon. Obviously, you come back to the moon, and they all reconvene together. Um, and my favorite bit was the moon's like the nanotech is against us, so the moon is also fighting the nanotech monster that has been killing all everyone. Yeah, the um, moon is on side, but the monster isn't. Yeah, they don't work together. Um, you think they're together, but they're not. It's a, it's a hostage. It's, it's a, it's it is a hostage situation going on here. Um, it's a bit of Stockholm syndrome. And yeah. what happens is that Patrick Wilson leaves the room where he finds out God exists, and there's there's all sorts of building blocks of the universe going on. Um, and, and he's just th- back to being regular Patrick Wilson oh, he's by fine. the end of it. Oh, he, oh he's grad. Like, is it not His head big? isn't melted. None of this no. stuff. Yeah, and uh, he then looks around and the ship that had crashed, the moon, oh. has fixed it. Oh, isn't that nice of the moon? <laughs> just leaving the fully fixed ship there ready for them to go up. Can the moon... <laughs> Can the moon not arrange to just, like, hold the EMP in space for a bit and then set it off? Well, the moon seems to be a bit of... It needs to move the plot along, but it also needs to give the humans something to do. So it'll fix the ship. It'll give them a brand new EMP bomb that's perfect for what they need. But it's not going to fucking fly it themselves. Like, you can't be fucking lazy. All right, but, but okay. Well, look, we'll fly it up. Can you give us two ships, maybe? And we'll put one, we'll tow one, cut the tether, and then leave it no. back to the moon. Look, okay. <laughs> Is there any way that we can all leave this alive? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you also have John Bradley, and he says, Let's go, you son of a bitch, um, to the nanotech monster. That's pretty good. Yeah, he decides um, to fight the nanotech monster. Uh, and and, and, and and he's all ready to sacrifice himself. He's like, I'm going to go back there. I'm the only one who knows how to work this bomb. We, that we just found because the moon made it for us. How yeah. do you know how to work it? Mm. Nobody knows. But also, um, the, while this is happening, the army want to nuke the moon, which is one of the stupidest plot points ever put in any film, right? So the moon is falling to Earth. Yeah. And the army's plan is to nuke the moon. Which they say, ah, there might be some fallout from, you know, the nuclear explosion. I would say you would just make it a lot worse. Yeah. Like, you're... 
what you're doing there is you're just going to create lots of little moons that are going to falter. It's too close at this point. Like, it's gone beyond hope. I Maybe think they the just wanted is, to fire the nukes. No, they wanted to fire the nukes, but also they're trying to do the Doctor Strange cutting the bus in half so it goes around the Earth either side. If we if we nuke it directly in the middle, it'll move around us. But, but it's very big, though. <laughs> it's a very big moon. It's, it's almost too big as a moon. <laughs> It's 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 ridiculous. Also, I've just I've been doing a bit of research on one of the production companies involved with this because there's a few. Just yeah. to name some of their highlights, Connor. Uh, you got Men in Black International. You got oh, no. Venom. Uh, you oh. got Terminator Dark Fate. Oh Jesus! Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Moonfall, and of course, coming up in 2022, a Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say I'm seeing a trend. Um, yeah. Do you ever see that TV show? I, there's a channel here in Ireland anyway. It's called Movies for Men. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are all movies that would appear on that channel. Yeah, and you, they'd probably get them in really, really cheap as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, Warcraft. They also did Warcraft. Oh, lads, what are you? Yeah, they haven't had a hit yet, but they're working on it. Um, they're getting there. So, also, when Casey decides he's going to sacrifice himself. Um, Brian's like, no, let me do it. And he's like, no, Brian. The world has you now, and you know everything about the moon. You need to carry those moon secrets home, and you need to pass them around to everyone else, and I'll sacrifice myself and save everyone. And you're a bastard. You're a bastard for landing that fucking spaceship all those years. How dare you, piece of shit. (laughs) I hate the movie Sully as well. (laughs) But not as much as I hate you. Um, Also, the bit where Charlie Plummer, uh, the son, he gets crushed Mm -hmm. under a tree. tree Yes. And one of my favourite, but only because it's one of the worst things I've seen in cinema in quite a while is Kelly Yu's character. Yeah. She comes along. She sees poor old Charlie stuck under this fucking tree trunk. And the tree yeah. trunk is gigantic. It's absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely dead anyway because the moon is falling on him. <laughs> At this point, the tree is the least of his worries. But he's still complaining that the tree is on him. And he's, I'm like, look, Charlie, the moon is coming. Like, it's game over regardless. But he sa- he, he, he's like, okay, well, save me. And Kelly's like, Lad, there's a fucking tree the size of a skyscraper on you, lad. I can't get this off. And he says, ah, yeah, but try harder. And Come showing on. one of the greatest feats of strength I've ever seen, she just, with two hands, picks up this fucking tree, like a good, like above her head. <laughs> but before she does that, Connor, and here's it, it's explained, is that uh, she says, Come on, the moon is going to help us now. <laughs> And she uses the low gravity from the moon to lift the tree. See, I it, it was delivery of the previous line that maybe maybe I didn't quite grasp the the le- the gravitas of the situation that she was in. Well, it was. Uh, would you prefer if it was love? Was the reason, Connor? Would um, that be? I, I, you know what? It, it had the same effect. I think if I had a bit Fair. of love, um, but uh, the moon will help us now. Um, I remembered her line earlier on when she's holding little Jimmy's hand and little Jimmy, she's holding his hand but he's he's like a kite at this stage he's being dragged into the sky and she yeah. says, hold on Jimmy 
Like, yeah, as if her, like, umbrella had been turned inside out by the wind. I'm like, that little kid is dead. Be more aggressive in your wanting to save the child, I would say. Yeah, but look, it's all the one, Connor, but the, 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 the problem is now, is now they have to land a space shuttle with no electronics on board. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is there anyone on Earth currently that could do it? There's a couple, but they're not bastards is the only issue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do we have one man who knows everything about the moon now? Has found out that God exists and that the moon has been around forever and is hollow? Connor, I have a man to just your specifications, actually. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And he has to land. Yeah, he's on the spaceship right now. That That is a piece of luck. It's very lucky. It's a, it's it's Brian, whatever his last name is. That's Harper. the man. Harper. Harper. Oh. <laughs> is it Harper? Hang on. It's Brian. Carver. Yeah, it is Harper. It is Harper. Harper. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The most forgettable man in cinema. This this character. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is the most bland version of themselves. Halle Berry is an excellent actress. She's real bad in this. Like like vanilla. Yeah, but maybe she knew, and she was just like, oh, "Okay, it's another, it's another yeah, cat woman enough. I found myself in." Um, so the moon, or they land in New York, Sean. That's right, they land in New York. Yeah, um, they land on New York because it's under a fucking sheet of ice now. Well, yeah, like, but everyone's fine. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, they're like eye level with the top of the Chrysler Building. Everyone's oh, the fine. Building. It's it's sideways. See, now you're not going to trick me, right? Oh, sorry, it's yeah, sideways. the fact that it's sideways, that makes everything okay. Everybody is out and about high-fiving because they've stopped the moon. Now, we, now, if you're sitting at home going, how did they save everyone? If the moon is already at Earth and they set yeah. off a bomb inside the moon, logically, the next question is, well, what the fuck does that do? Like, how does that help any situation? But it's even, like... Because I think the, the bomb didn't do anything... It wasn't meant to do anything to the moon. It just killed the, the rogue AI. Yeah. And then I, th- I think the idea is that the moon, the sentient beings inside the moon, piloted yeah. the moon back to where it was, which I would argue would do even more damage on top of what's <laughs> already been done. Because all the water now is going the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's just like in, like like, say you get a bullet in you. And it heals over and it's just in your body now. And I forcibly pull that out with a magnet. Mm. Mm. It's going to do about as much damage as it did going in. But they saved everyone. Everyone's high-fiving, Sean. I don't know if you're quite grasping this. The mood was sound about it. Like He drove away, grand, he parked it back up in the right spot. Not an inch to the left, not an inch to the right. <laughs> but then it, uh, Brian's family turns up later on. And oh, everyone's fine. <laughs> Everyone's fine. They all get there in record time. Uh, and he's like, what happened to Michael Pena? And the wife just like shrugs. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, man. Like, oh, fucking well, dead. Couldn't, couldn't fucking breathe. We were all going around going, there's loads of oxygen. He's fucking dying so he was. It's like, you can share him. Like, just huff, take a couple of huffs each, you know? Yeah, share you don't that have oxygen. to give the child the whole thing. Just like, you do one or two sniffs. She does one yeah. or two, and you just do that until you get back. Yeah, because it's a minute away, and in a minute the oxygen will be fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I love the fact the wife is like, yeah, my husband of 25 years, 
I don't know, I'm fucking dead or whatever, I don't know, but you're dead, savage. Now you're I'm savage. on your side because you landed that ship with no electricity. And he's like, I did that the first time, yeah, bro. <laughs> and he's like, you time. bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Um, also, his reaction, poor old Patrick Wilson, she shrugs and he just goes, ah, sorry about that. Anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just fucking killed the moon. God. I know I all... Did would see uh, me fight aliens in the moon? I'm God now, I think. Like, he goes fully mental with. <laughs> and then we cut back to John Bradley. And you're thinking, this lad's dead. He's after, he did deal with a sacrifice. Um, turns out John Bradley, he's now part of the, the psyche of the moon. Yeah, he's, like the, he's joined their, like, singularity, like, hive mind type thing. Um, yeah. And, and he sees the moon as his a, mother. The, the the moon is his mother, and the movie ends with a proper, like, um... Oh, a like a cliffhanger, like a... A cliffhanger, because the moon then says, oh, but we've only just started. And he's like, what are we Start starting? Dun-dun credits. Dun-dun-dun credits. And then we have I to mean, think what's going to happen in the fucking, I can only assume, the greatest sequel of all time that will get 300 million in budget. Toonfall. <laughs> Someone had a great piece of the moon, or the, the sun is falling, and they're just like, "What are we going to do?" And then the door opens behind them, and the turn around, the moon walks in, <laughs> and they're like, "God damn it, you're in!" <laughs> Welcome to La Familia. <laughs> yeah, you were our villain, the last one. Now you're part of La Familia. Then we'll do a spin-off called Sun and Moon. And yeah, and here's the thing: one of them. Really neat and tidy. The other one, really messy, Connor. A fucking grouch. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, what are your thoughts on Moonfall? This is like, it's just such a nothing movie. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching it and I was like, there are so many better things I could be doing with my time. But you know what? I feel like Wild Mountain Time is still the worst movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. More emotionally connected. This one I knew was going to be bad. Um, and I expected it because it's Roland and mm-hmm. the man's stealing a living for a good few years now um, his last feature film by the way I think was Independence Day well his last uh, disaster movie was Independence Day 2 so, right that's a film my, my father and I both agreed to turn off after 25 minutes that, that, so that's what he's coming off of in terms of the okay. disaster movie and he's gone straight so, can only go off. so I did finish this one so maybe yeah. Roland is growing on me uh, do you say, think Roland is only getting better or worse? Uh, I don't think he's getting better. I feel he's about the same. It's just now we have different bars of quality to, to measure it against, you know? <laughs> Nobody likes disaster movies no one anymore. Can, no, these are not people's favourite things. And that's fine. Yeah. But I just feel like the, the 90s was like the perfect time for disaster movies, I think. Because CGI look, was just good enough that you could kind of do it. And this CGI is really bad in this one. It is. It's not Where great. did all that money go is my question. How the do you cast, spend $150 surely. million dollars and the movie looks like shit? I don't... Unless, like, I really don't know. Like, I, I cannot account for where that budget went because a lot of the stuff is just like... Like, for the most part, when it's NASA, it's just like, oh, it's just in an office. Like that's yeah. and or it's in someone's house or it's on a road. Like I get there's space stuff and that needs green screen and visual effects and work, but 
it probably could have done with a bit more, to be honest. Like, I always go back to Deadpool costing, like, $50 million. Yeah. Like, and Deadpool 1, I mean, cost $50 million. And this cost $150 million. And, like, how is that possible? Yeah, it's three times the price and, like an eighth as good of a movie it doesn't make any sense so Sean we have to come to a review how many wheat of X are you given what kind of wheat of X and our wheat of X rating system that we always do oh do you know what I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, shredded wheat um, mm. and it's going to be it's going to be dry it's going to be dry shredded wheat is all I'm eating today mm. what about you Connor? I'm trying to think of a cereal from the 90s that nobody wants anymore Um I would say most cereals they're, they're more nightmare. cereals yeah it's a, it's a bowl it's a bowl of Cocoa Pops but the box is from the 90s like oh wow okay. and it was already opened it's not unopened oh so um, those are that's some stale puffed rice yeah, you're eating and, right and you're there. like I, I'm sure people would have liked this in 95 but pff, now it just does not taste very nice wow oh that's actually that's quite a good take Connor <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> so I mean I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday shot I think so would you like me to take us out yes please thank you everyone for listening to this special episode of Moonfall Mondays uh, we will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and Friday with Hero or Zero big shout outs go to everyone over on the Patreon who supports us uh, shout outs to Waffles Professional Ball Kicker and Golden Cube Enthusiast get boosted wear a mask Please just be nice. Love you. Thank you very much, Waffles. Lovely Thanks, sentiments awesome. there. Uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Lil Dicky, as civilization started to rebuild, the tales were viewed as historical fact. McGrew. I actually think that the story uh, that Richard's been saying these past few weeks, it's how we would cope in a moonfall scenario. Oh, um, yeah, so absolutely quite apt that we end up on top um, <laughs> thanks to Danny McLaughlin Ray I can't believe Wanda did this Sammy DeLucia and Michelle seriously cannot keep up with changing our name Brown thank you all for the continued support thank you for letting us do things like review a terrible terrible movie just because we thought it would be funny um, we do a lot of movie reviews over on the Patreon if you do want to check it out link in the description or patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast as Connor mentioned we reviewed Wild Mountain Time the most offensive Irish movie not made by Irish people um, so head on over there if you want to check that out other ways to support the show there's a merch store below you can follow the Facebook it's uh, Detective Divinman's discussion group Instagram is heroes for hire podcast Twitter is at heroes for hire pod the four is the number four or you can email us here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I though sorry, the best way to help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one shot. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so, so I've been Connor Long. I've been Sean Mean. I shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.